Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. excited have you are you going to do anything different this time for the halloween performance hmm. oh when you say different i mean what do you mean by different well i'll tell you i mean you me. already have a great stage show you're, yeah. you've already got you've got the video element that you incorporate it's really cool you know you've got a couple different costumes are you going to kind of stick with that or are you trying have you tried anything new lately like what are you thinking for for the halloween show we try to keep it to where like we have I try to keep it to where we have like at least some animation live and something I'm rapping to being on a screen and then costume changes. But we also want to do stuff that short notice stuff. Like we don't even know maybe what we'll be doing. So he's just going to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's we try really, to keep it a mix of all those things. It's really creative. I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're approaching a, a full year of being a business and I've gotten a chance to see so many different of these Charlotte based acts, North Carolina based acts and, you know, with the hip hop, you're the only one that's doing what you do with with the video screen and, and having the videos, and it's really really cool that a lot of your videos put pop the words up because mm -hmm. you are rapping so fast that you all like it, it just it, it enhances the performance because you're actually understanding everything if you've never heard you if we've never heard yeah. you before, right. and that's and I, I think that is 100% something you should definitely keep doing because it, it does make the performance a little bit better. It's fun to watch. I mean, I, I would go. I mean, you, you and Phase God are two of the most entertaining rappers in this entire market. I would yeah. have to agree with that. Yeah, if, yeah he, his what he does is very different. He's got like the full band. You know, he's in. You know, his stage performance is so different than what you do. But you two are. When I think about hip hop in this in this scene, you guys mm -hmm. are at There's the top two. of the list. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. And. My husband would totally agree with that, and he does not really care for hip hop. Yeah, sure. Just we'll throw that out there, and he's a fan of yours. So <laughs> we we actually get that pretty often. Yeah, because people yeah, are like, I don't really like, really like hip hop, but for some reason you're like, I'm just like funny enough, and yeah, or whatever the thing is. Right. But Phase God, we played with him before we even started doing. Either one of us started doing the gimmicky stuff. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. No. Yeah, that dude's solid. Cool. He'll be here soon too. Yeah, I was on, he has a podcast. I was actually on his podcast at one point. Oh, right on. Yeah. He's I never know told he me that. Yeah, he never told me that. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get him on here. On that. Yeah. So, um, do you think that having the metal background, do you think that has anything to do with like how you appeal to people as a rapper? I think uh, it it's put me on stage a lot because I've been doing it since I was like fifteen. And I've been rapping for years, too, but I never really, like, pursued it the same way. It was like, I didn't know who made beats, because this was before social media. So I'm like, I'll just be in a band with these guys, because they have instruments, and that'll take me straight to stage. So I have reference points from playing on stage a lot and seeing other people. So I just kind of took mental notes, and I'm like, I want to do stuff like that, and I want to do stuff like that. So, I mean, like, I, at the end of the day, people just want to be entertained. Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to, so even if you don't like 
hip hop, I want to be enjoyable if you come to a show. Well, you definitely yeah. achieved that goal. <laughs> you got that. You <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> yeah, no question there. Um, what? Why do you? So, what made you decide to transition from metal to rap? Was it a confidence thing, or you know, was you know, was it you know having a band? There's there's other people on stage to kind of lean on. To to you know, you kind of went from having a band to like now you're the guy. Now yeah. you, I, I I don't know for sure. You can tell me when Chris got involved. Like, was he immediately involved with the rap career, or did you just decide to go do this? What, what was the motivation? It's kind of like uh, I slowly nurtured it over the years. It's like I would write raps when I was a teenager. And again, like I said, I didn't have any way to make, I don't know anybody who made beats. So I kept, kept writing, kept writing, kept writing on the back burner. But as I made connections, playing shows in Charlotte, you'd meet rappers and meet producers and start going to rap shows. And uh, one of the dudes I actually did the first recording sessions with, his name's Justin Aswell. I went to high school with him, so I'm like, that might be my in. I think if I like can work with him, then I can like get in a studio. Because before that, it was me kind of rapping on other people's beats. And uh, Roy actually recorded the first. You, you met Roy? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, Roy, yeah. Roy was like, he, Roy, the computer scientist dude. We know. Yeah. So he's like, I think I can record you, man. So it was like, with a little handheld mic, we're in his attic. And we used like a little keyboard and made a really, really crappy beat. So it kind of <laughs> it started with that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Justin as well, one of the best I'm producers. Just picture in one Where can we hear that? Oh yeah, man, I'm I think it's one gone. Like, the, like little tiny Casio ones you wanted, like uh, when you sold enough stuff for the fundraisers oh, yeah. at oh, school. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it might. It was pretty close to that. Yeah, two triple A's. <laughs> triple A's that died in like five minutes. <laughs> well, how'd you get hooked up with Chris? Because you guys are quite the team, like. Uh, it was really actually being in metal bands. Yeah. He, he was in a metal band, and I was, and our bands were playing a show at the same time. I actually remember the show that I was supposed to play. It, it was, was Queen City Underground. That was the first show we actually played together. Yeah. There was another show where it was at Tremont, and uh, I think a band had dropped off the bill, and then the promoter called our drummer and was like, oh, yeah. can you get here and play the show? And I was like, we, we all got in the car, rushed, and tried to play. They're like, it's too late, but you can watch the show. Yeah. So I so watched. Got in for free. <laughs> so I got into, sh I got into the. Penny. Yeah, Penny. And uh, I got to see his band. I was like, whoa. And they, did, they had a drum machine. They didn't have like a real. Right. And it was like their bass player's brother. Yes. And instead of actually playing, like they didn't have a drummer, he would do like devil horns on stage and just. Stare yeah, he would just hang out in the back and drink beer and blow <laughs> horns while he hit. hit while so he hit buttons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to him. He's a sec ops guy for a uh, major petroleum company now. There you go. <laughs> nice. So how did you get, uh, Chris, how did you get involved with DJing? If you were in a band, were you a DJ in a band or were you an instrumentalist? What were you doing? Right. Music had always been my thing since I was a small child. It runs in my family. Um, my great uncle uh, went to the North Carolina School for the Blind with Doc Watson. They said they knew each other their entire lives until okay. Uncle Ellis okay. passed away. And then Doc, of course, passed away a few years ago. Um, so music had always been around. Um, and for me, I love anything I haven't heard before, seen before. And so, you know, I'm going to check it out. I'll listen to everything at least once before I get judgy. And so the the first time I heard Dougie Fresh and uh, Slick Rick, I, that caught my ear immediately. And I had same, already grown same up for me when I was younger. When I, when I heard that, that old Slick, my cousin had the cassette tape. Sure. 
And yeah, that's 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 the yeah, kind of when I started listening to rap music back oh, yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Well, and I grew up uh, in Central North Carolina, man. It was a town that was half black and half white. One square mile, one stoplight. Everybody worked on the farm together. Everybody worked together everywhere in the mills. And so I grew up here in UTFO and Slave and all those you know hardcore funk bands through the '70s. And obviously, hip hop came out of that tradition. And so to me, it was all the same musical language, you know, just evolving over time. And then I saw the video for Rocket, right? Herbie Hancock. And, you know, the synthesizer and scratching. And I immediately uh, scratched uh, my mother's Barry Manilow record um, oh. Oh, on the no. stereo. Oh, yeah, Tropicana. Get whipped with a racing track for that, You know that? Oh, gosh, not the Coco Cabana. Oh, you know that, which I still love. I still love Barry Manilow. But... But yeah, I mean, it was just always part of the lexicon for me, you know, bluegrass and funk and soul and rock and early metal was just all part of the language and all of it was always there from the beginning. And then we saw the guys DJing in rock and metal bands, right? When we were younger people. Yeah. Uh, and I thought about that, but then the band I ended up in was way heavier than that, of course. Probably should have done this before, but we're talking to Brendan and Chris. <laughs> Makes up B Villainous with DJ Four Times Lit. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you can catch these guys here at the Rooster on Friday, October twenty seventh, for the Three and T Halloween Show. Uh, we got Grizzly coming out from Kansas City. Uh, we got Jones McShine on that show, and, and a few Ooh, others. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fun show. There's going to be a costume contest. It's going to be a big Halloween party. It's presented by Planet Vapor. Shout out to Planet Vapor. Big up, Kevin. Because um, that's how you guys are getting paid. Um, <laughs> nice. I had a Planet Vapor hat on earlier. I took it off. Ah, you stink. But uh, So definitely come to that show. And uh, they, these guys, I, you know, I was doing, we're, we're almost a, a year in. So I was compiling all the data for, for what we've done in the past year, like how many bands have played, how many artists have performed and how much we've paid out and then so as i'm going through the calendar i'm counting up you know how many played how many played multiple times this will be your fourth time hmm. fourth that's time, about right yeah which makes you the second most or you've performed here the second most times so i've had there's like there's there you and about six or seven other performers will have been here four times in the first year and Jack wow. Defrost has the most. Jack Defrost has been here. So <laughs> I was like, shout, out, shout out to the homie Jack shout Defrost. Yeah, man. He's been here because he gets on metal shows too. Yep. You know, yeah, so he's yeah. a lot of metal shows. He's a metalhead exactly. also. Yeah. Well, and there's there's uh, <coughs> uh, at this show there will be a surprise with Jack Frost. Yeah, we can we're gonna perform a track with him. Nice. We didn't get to do it last time because he had. Think you can get him up on the stage uh, unless yeah. he leaves early again. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's more like get him on. <laughs> But um, so so obviously we're fans and we're and we and we love what you do, you know. If you if you if you're watching this and you don't know who B Villainous is, I, I highly recommend going to his YouTube page and just watch. There's just there's a ton of content there, a lot of great songs over the years. Um, what inspired to to bring in the video element the way that you do? Are, is all that your ideas, or are you working with anybody putting those together? Uh, him and I work on do a little bit but sometimes i'll have like a specific thing like uh like he did the robocop video i don't know if you saw that yeah yeah like he he made the beat for that i wrote the rap wrapped it and then he edited the video for that and then but then there's stuff like the animation is primarily me but then he does other videos and graphic stuff for i mean if 
if you were to see like footage of me live, I could be like, he did that one, I did that one. Right. <laughs> Philip did that. Well, I mean, the videos yeah, yeah. look like a lot of work, especially like the like the video game. I, I don't I don't recall the exact sure. name of the song, but you've got the one where it's got like the Mario and the Excite oh, yeah. Bike and yeah, 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 business, yeah. business, like, yeah. Just just getting all of that content in one place had to have been like an entire day's work. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Took, that, that was many different sessions. Basically, sure. what's funny is how that started was. I was like, I need to write a song for people that are from that era that remember those games. And I was like, so I got to remember, I made a big long list of all the games. It's like, now I have to convert that into rap lyrics. Right. And then I have to put that to a beat. And then I have to find the footage of all this stuff I just rapped about. Yep. <laughs> and then edit it. Oh, yeah. And then I used a green screen and put myself over top of all of it. Oh, yeah. so. It's really cool. It's, it's one of my Thank favorite you. ones you do. That one, yeah. The first, the, how I got introduced to you was the white guy video. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. my introduction, which is a really fun song. It's, it's a really funny video. Who shot that? That was, uh, <laughs> he's the guy who did the, uh, I don't know if you saw my last video, the, it's like the, uh, what's 360 it called? Camera. Yeah, the 360 camera mm -hmm. video. He did that one also. Yeah. He is also the Moon Man. Yeah, Moon Man. Have you seen him live? So yeah, we've got to all come together. We need to bring a group of people up here for a show one weekend. So Moon yeah. Man is a guy who does. He's uh, we actually just gave away his real identity, but maybe we can. <laughs> Everybody knows, man. He was in one of the most Beat popular the bands in Charlotte in the last ten years. So, so anyway, he yeah, wears yeah, like he wears an astronaut suit and he makes beats live with his like with those push button okay. things. Really? And then he has he has visuals too. He has like this. I don't even know what that thing's called. It's like a podium that. It's like, a light bar. Uh, Timu, AliExpress, whatever, you get a light bar, LEDs, and then jack it into a tablet or whatever, and it spins and does the old school cartoon effect on the spinning wheel. Yeah, it spins so oh, fast. So it okay. animated. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, and it it's is. self-contained. He has a little, just a keyboard stand with a street sign, which is not real, it's legal, I'm sure, with all his stuff on top, <laughs> and then that on the front. So he just walks up and plugs in and fires it up. That's awesome. Go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. Super That's cool. Awesome. And he's a really good director. He's also a professional um, sports videographer. He travels the world um, shooting rollerbladers. And, and, and all of these different producers and videographers you've worked for, you've just met organically through the scene? Yeah, see, that's, that's one advantage that I had from crossing over from being in a band to being a rapper. Right. Is like I played so many shows, and one of the last bands I was in, we really only got big through the... We first started getting big through the house party circuit. Like, we didn't play venues first. We played, like, to all the local, like, uh, there was, like... Those groups of guys who like ride bikes and stuff. There's like RTA MCs. and Fixies, Rad yeah. and all those dudes. So we played a lot of their house parties and they got pretty crazy. Then we started playing venues. So we made connections with people like Philip or all, all the, a lot of the people we collab with and do shows with now. It's like people we've known for years. Yeah. And some of those people, like when they found out I was doing rap, kind of just followed me. What inspired the Robocop video? Like, like, like were, you, were you just watching it one day and we're like, I got to do this? Sort of. It's. I mean, well, we, Predator so, was first. So we. Yeah, I did one with Predator. <laughs> I've had the idea to, to. It's like, can I wrap this entire plot to this movie in one minute? So that's how it started with Predator, and then we did it with RoboCop. And actually, today, I don't know if I should. No, nah, don't tell them what the next. Well, one. I, you, tell you don't have to. So we got another one coming, and it's okay. in the same vein. As I'm me. glad. I'm glad to hear that because that was going to be my next question. Like. Seems like that could be like a TikTok thing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you kept, you know, keep, keep building on that with different movies and yeah. stuff. 
because like the RoboCop thing is great. It's <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, it's, yeah, exactly. It's fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's where uh, it's light metal. Hip hop certainly is. You can be way too serious. Yeah. And hey, you know, I'm an old school protest music guy. I appreciate people that write about real shit and mean it. Right. But there's a time and place for just having fun, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're in a place now where culturally we're in a lot of extremes. And so we purposely have tried to, you know, keep it fun. It Levity. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what we're doing here is like let's 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 enough with the nonsense. Let's have, let's come and have some fun. Like, right. Have yeah. some real human experiences. Right. Yeah, and another thing is, uh, I knew that if I started off, like, I if you listen to all my stuff, there are I do have some serious stuff, but uh, I wanted to start off saying ridiculous, exaggerated shit. Like, if you're gonna be cocky, you should say some like unrealistic shit. <laughs> right. Instead of bragging about wish your wiper. Yeah. So it's like. If I started off that way, and then I could slowly sprinkle in some serious stuff. But if I started off serious, it'd be harder to make a transition, back. Yeah. Yeah. like riding in spaceships and. So you thought this like. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was strategy. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was a good decision. It's smart because mm -hmm. it does. It really the fun, the fun aspect. Because you, you, you buy yourself a little bit of leeway with, you know, quote unquote fans. When you you know when you're when you're having fun and you can kind of slip in something a little more serious and they're going to be more appreciative because they've kind of gotten to know your sensibilities. Mm -hmm. sure. I think that's the thing. Like you, if you come out swinging like you're, you know, like like you're a hardliner, you're only attracting that one audience. Exactly, and that's yeah. not a very big audience. Yeah, you know, and that audience is also extremely fickle because the minute you say something outside of those yeah, lines, exactly, you're yeah. done. That's yeah. right. you know, you're canceled. <laughs> so so no, I, it was a smart approach. Yeah. Well, and just keeping it real. I mean, you know, we both came from very poor places, right? <laughs> and, you know, very undereducated areas. I don't think we've had anyone on the show areas. that didn't. Like. Uh, exactly. I mean, because that's how you end up doing this, right? Yeah. But, but we were not gangbangers and we did not grow up in a project. Hey, I had plenty of friends in the projects. I played ball in the projects yeah. every day after school. Even living but there, yeah. I didn't live in the projects, and so I'm not going to pretend that I'm from the projects. That's crazy. Yeah, and that that'd be it'd be hard to fake that for a very long time. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I am a guy that likes to watch RoboCop, though. So that's yeah, exactly. I, so like, I can go with that. Exactly. <laughs> like mayonnaise on your sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. that, that's what's funny My about the white guy song. That. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that that must have been the most fun to shoot that video. It was. It looks like you're having the time of your life. Yeah, it was good. It was only two days. <laughs> I think the uh, the second night, the the night, if you watch the video, you'll see a scene in there of me on stage. Yep. I'm doing karaoke, so we had to wait. I had to I had to sign up for karaoke at Snug Harbor yep. in that costume. Yes. And people were like, "What are you doing, what? man?" Because and, it's like everybody at Snug knows us where we're hanging yeah. out at. <laughs> They're like, hey, good to see you, but why are you dressed like that? And then we're, I'm sitting there waiting, and then it's finally my my turn. But the song I ended up singing was uh, Tony Braxton's Always. Unbreak My Heart. Unbreak. So really? That's why I'm gesturing with my hand. If you go back and watch it. <laughs> oh, that is his go-to karaoke song. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. You see, and we'll invite you guys. It's tough because we're friends with a lot of bar owners and, and hospitality workers, but you can never come over on Saturday night. 
because you work. Yeah, 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 true. yeah that's that's the yeah that true. is one of the pitfalls of doing this. Yes, is not being available to go like support when you want. Oh yeah, so we, I even thought about start. We thought about trying to start doing like some Sunday afternoon cookouts for that reason because that's what we do. Is Christy comes over, shout out Christy, um, and brings friends, etc. And we do karaoke till three in the morning in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, our, our, spot, our rehearsal spot's pretty sick. It's his basement. He's got uh, all the same shit you would see live on stage, lights, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. How many people can you pack in that basement? Um, we've gotten way more than you should in there. <laughs> it's, it's good for like, you know, eight to 12 people, but we've certainly had two dozen people in there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be waiting for that invite. <laughs> hey, I, and I'll tell you, I live Hidden Valley. What's up? Uh, <laughs> my neighbors don't care. And so you can leave the back door open to the patio, and yeah, we'll you know have uh, food going on the patio, fire or whatever. My neighbors party till three in the morning, man. That's, yeah, you know. nice. and no matter what the occasion, I think there's usually the, somebody's lighting fireworks, Always. no matter what. Well, Always. Yeah. <laughs> Always fireworks. <laughs> it's oh, a good time. Yeah, I grew up not far from Hidden Valley. Oh, so. well, right on. You know that. You yeah, know, it's a good time. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> so. Started off as a metalhead. I want to talk a little bit about the metal. Okay. You know what? Uh, you said you started around fifteen with 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 music and art and stuff. Mm -hmm. What what was the the catalyst? Like what kind of got you into? Well, what attracted you to music? And then why? And then what got you into metal? Like was there a specific band, a song, a family member, a friend? Like how did it start for you? For me, it's uh, let's see. I'd say when I was about. 11-ish, and MTV was actually good. Hmm. They would do, like, buzz clips. And I, this is this is so weird and random, but White Zombie, seeing them, yeah. that was part of it. Sure. But another one is I lived in a trailer park when I was, like, 10, 11, and there was this one, like, uh, red-headed kid that lived there, but he was younger than I was. But his dad was pretty cool. He's, like, the shirtless dude with a mullet, and he would let me borrow his Metallica albums. I know that's... <laughs> That's awesome. No, I just so I would go. I would go hang out with his dad. I have a story for that too. Yeah, exactly. I'd go hang out with his dad to borrow Metallica albums, and then they would drink, and then we would listen to Metallica and shit like that. So I was really into that. And I say it around middle school is when I started noticing like my people my age were either going all the same direction, and then there would be like the funner kids who'd wear band shirts, and I was like, kind of want to be with those dudes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I same same here. I I don't I don't know where you, where you went to school. I went to middle middle school at Southwest, Southwest. and I went to high school at Hust. And when I went to those schools in the '90s, you were either white with like money or black. And then there were like a handful of us that wore flannel t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> those were the three groups of people, and we were the smallest group. And sure. and yes. that's really that's literally what attracted me to the group of friends that I had. Yeah at school was because they dressed like me. Mm -hmm. Sure. And sure. then, and then that's, then you start learning about all the, you know, like I was like, even in middle school, like, like I said, my cousin had, he had the slick Rick uh, cassette tapes. And, you know, uh, from that, I got introduced to like KRS one and red man and then mm -hmm. eventually Wu Tang. And that's kind of like, like I've had an appetite for hip hop since the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. But more than, than that, I was more into like the, the hard rock, heavy rock and roll metal. Um, I'll never forget, I think I was like eight years old when one of the girls that lived in our neighborhood brought, busted out a Guns N' Roses cassette tape. 
And I was like, yes! Yeah. Yeah, was it Appetite for Destruction? Yes. yes. And then I knew I was the oldest person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that all came to head when I'm like, I believe I was 12 or 13 years old when uh, Rage Against Machine put their first album out. Again, cassette tape that we bought. Yep. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget jumping. We were at my best friend's house. They had a couch and a love seat, and we were each on one, just jumping mm -hmm. up and down, screaming, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, yeah like, this is amazing. Yeah, middle oh, yeah. school. Yeah, anarchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My, my, uh, my oldest son, when he would, they were three and four, uh, I introduced him to Rage, and that was his reaction at four years oh, old. Funny. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so you get moved. Like, and you might, I think my daughter's that age now. She's, she's middle school age, and, you know, it's, it's like – it's like your first, your first like taste of what it's like to feel feeling so deep. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and yeah. you really feel music <coughs> yeah. at that yeah. age. Oh, yeah. Really like, like life hasn't whipped no, your ass right. yet. Like you're yeah. just getting started, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're starting to develop your own taste, yep. and you know you, things are so like the emotions are just oh yeah big feels. jacked up. And you know, so you start to hear these songs that just you know and that's and that's why music keeps evolving and changing because mm -hmm. we get older. We get jaded. We like what we like. We have these things that we relate to that, that, that move us. And then the older you get, it's kind of harder to relate to the next generation because they're going through different shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they say, like, uh, there's a neurologist that studied uh, when you're 15, that's whenever uh, you're very, you're impressionable and whatever you listen to at that age is, like, you're going to like it forever. Right. And that's true. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. It makes a lot yeah, of sense. I mean, it, it's that coming of age time of your yeah. life. Yeah. Man. And, you know... It, for me, it took me much longer than most people my age to kind of like me, like get comfortable in my skin, like mm -hmm. who I was. Sure. A lot of that came from ridicule, you know, getting getting fucked with in school, you know, kind right. of getting picked on. You know, I, you know, my daughter, she got in trouble recently at school, and my wife and I were talking about like, you know, what she got in trouble for. She, you know, yes, you, you deserve to be in trouble, but sure. the reason why she got in trouble was very relatable to me. And I told my wife, you know, I was like, I was the exact same age when I started punching people in the face. Yeah. Like that's when I, that's when I started swinging on people. Yeah. Like I got tired of getting fucked with, yeah. and and then that's when I started fighting kids. And oh, yeah. and it goes back to that, you know, that that emotional. Like you, it's hard to, mm -hmm. you're hard. You can't. You don't have the skill set to to cope to cope right. and deal with stuff. You got to sure. learn that stuff. And you know, I, it wasn't until I was in my late twenties till I actually was comfortable yeah, in my yeah. skin and appreciated me mm -hmm. you know and so there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with that sure. but but from that anxiety <clears throat> and you know the 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 powerlessness all all of the negative feelings you're using that music to kind of cope with it you're hearing lyrics and uh, that that are relatable to your life and, and it's like you said that, that that's what sticks with you you know mm -hmm. those are the things that get you think they, they give you the tools that you don't have yeah, exactly. Because so, yeah. a lot of us yeah. don't have parents that a lot of parents don't know how to explain this shit to kids. Yeah, yeah, you know, like we they don't, have, they don't teach it in school either. Yeah, they, no. yeah. They, there's not a class for like. like I'm, there might be now. I don't know the way they've 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 promoted mental health and you know to help good. teach emotional yeah. maturity. Maturity. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like because yeah. like we've we've tried our best to try to explain these things to our like because like when I was a kid it was you know because I said so. Or you know, you yeah, know, yeah, or pray about it. Either. You know, there's a lot, a lot of that going around. Pray about it. Talk to Jesus. That kind of thing. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Guy who's not answering me. <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know, there wasn't. You, know, you just weren't being taught these things, and we try our best to teach 
our dog, like, well, this is why you feel this way. You know, I try to help them deal with that. But for, right. for me, it was definitely music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the thing that got me through. And now, and now to see, I love this part of what we do, like getting to be around people that are, that are doing that for others now. Because, you mm -hmm. know, what you're doing is, is highly entertaining. Yeah. Thank you. You know, and you're giving people an opportunity to kind of let loose and, and relate to, to others. It, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think that, like he was saying, you can't pretend like you're hard when you're not because then you're, you're pretty much lying. But in a weird way, you can find a strength. Like, I rap about dorky stuff a lot of the times, and it's like <laughs> you're being honest. And yeah. There's, like, yeah. more of a confidence in that than faking being somebody else. It's why, it's why people love yeah. your live performances. It's why people love your music is, is because it, it, it is authentic. Now, I agree. Like, there's all, I mean, when I first started listening to rap, it was still kind of fun, you know. Right. You know, like, he's Chuck D, Public Enemy, you know, right. they, you know, they were like one of the first ones, first rap groups that I knew of that were making any kind of political statement. They were statement. socially conscious. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were, but they also know. made it fun at the same time. Right. Exactly. Yeah, still, boy. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> the clock and stuff. Yeah, the, you know, it was fun. It was like, wow, this is insane, but this is cool. Yeah. Right. You know, and then, you know, as you know, yeah, there is a place for you know social commentary and politics and music, and there's certain bands that that do it and do it well. Yeah, there's some bands that just should stay away from it. You know, like you'll see bands get famous and then they want to have some sort of oh yeah social. It's like just sh or shut celebrities up. in general. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah, dance monkey. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, hey man, the thing about it is Tom Morello really is a political scientist. Yeah. Everyone else, mm -hmm. you get what you get. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too heavy or nothing like that. <laughs> but I do want to ask. You said you have some some heavier stuff. Like, what kind of uh, what kind of stuff are you addressing in in the heavier stuff? Is there anything that that someone might be able to benefit from your experience? Well, I have one song on that mixtape. It's called uh, "Broke." You're talking about heavy, as in like subject matter. Yes. Yeah. That took that the first two. It's funny, like the first two verses of that were written when I was like really assed out rock bottom type shit. And one of the phases of my life when I got really, really good at rap was when I just, the only thing I could do was rap. I lived, I was staying with, uh, there was a year where I got fired and then immediately I, my car broke down permanently. And then I got a, pretty much evicted because I couldn't use my car to go to work. And then uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. I've, so had, like, I've had stints like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think I wrote the first two verses of that song when shit was bad, but then I think I wrote the last verse when that, and it was like years apart. Because some of the ideas I have, like I'll have like 10 ideas and then I'll kind of nurture one for a few weeks, months, and then sometimes I'll come up with something right then and use it as soon right. as possible. But that one was one of those, this will be my serious song. So... So it's just talking about being that time broke and, and then, then, then that last check. verse is kind of coming out of it. No, it's oh, it's, 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 it's pretty no, it's good. Like a Stephen King in <laughs> Everybody dies. Everyone dies in the mist. Cool, and that one's called broke. Yeah. And where would someone want to? If someone wanted to go listen to that mixtape, where would they find it? I would say the best way to keep up with any of my stuff is to go to my website and then get on my list. Sign so, up for those texts. I get the text messages. Yeah. Because as soon as week. I drop something, it goes yeah. straight to you. So bevillainous.com. And then there's Bandcamp and then Spotify and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty much streaming everywhere. Yeah. But I would say if you can get on the list. So you go to bevillainous.com. You scroll down. It'll say, actually, I'm going to look it up right now. And you can also text the word live. To 704-703-5662. But... I'm going to pop that up. <laughs> 
Like, I have heard nothing but nothing from my husband but about you for the last two weeks. Click here to join the squad. I mean, there's definitely a buzz. People are excited about this. We're looking forward to the show, uh, you know, doing shows with Troy and Barbie's team are fun anyway doing shows here are always fun the la- we get to do yeah the last one stuff. when when the first time i met you uh, that was a blast that, that was, was so much show. fun yeah that, this is fun. the sequel to that show i think yeah right? it is yeah, yeah. that, that show, show was so that show went so well that's why they did yeah, this yeah it was so fun everyone had such a great time that immediately after the show everyone was like let's do this again mm-hmm. and yeah. make it bigger it was fun and that's and that's what we're doing so see now we've got to come up with something bigger you're right well that's something that that i really respect about with uh with you and, and, and Jack D. Frost as well, both of you guys have this ability to kind of weave through different, like, groups, mm-hmm. right? Like, different cliques or sure. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Different promoters, different scenes. You guys uh, are malleable in that way that you can – I mean, we could put you on a metal show. We can put you on a rap show. We can put you – there's, you know, three or four different you can, promoters. We could throw you in a punk rock show. Yeah. You'd work. Oh, yeah, yeah. We play yeah. a punk band, sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and, it's, and, the and he's, he let, he's let a bunch of uh, punks uh, stay at his house before and eat all his food. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. DSR. Hey, well, yeah, the punk rockers, we're, we're, we're some of the brokest people. Right? That's, that's the natty light crowds. But that's the real ones. Real punks are the yeah. brokest ones. Yeah. Smarter punks tend to have uh, have finances they choose not to use. It's funny. It's like we're 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 at a, like we're at a time now in history where like all the hippies are old and most of them are rich. It's like they're so the opposite of what right? they are. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny to see that. Or if they're not, they're still the opposite in how they were in some way. Oh, they're hypocrites. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, what happened to you? Is it selling out or is it buying in? That's a buddy of mine, one of the best guitarists in the state uh, of Raleigh, Thomas Clark. Also, uh, one of Jamie King's uh, engineers. So he's worked on a bunch of, you know, between Barry and me, Glass Casket, blah, 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 stuff. But he... Uh, he said that years ago, man, talking about metal. He said, hey, man, is it selling out or is it buying in? He said, the reality is, is you can be as serious or not serious about any of these things as you want to be, or are you just fitting into a clique? Yeah. Well, it's, you, you got to decide what you want to be. Like, I, I've said this to a lot of younger musicians. You know, you have to decide, do you want to be famous or do you want to be a musician? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're two very different they're things. two different things. Yes. They're also two very different skill sets. Yes. Being famous is a skill. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be famous. Right. Right? I don't want that life. I would love to be wealthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And see, the that two don't great. have anything to do with and each other. And they don't other, have right. anything to do with each right. other. You can be, yeah. the worst, I think, would be to be famous and not wealthy. Because then, yeah. like how Gary oh, yeah. Coleman was when he did, like, security. Yeah. Like, you get recognized in public and bothered. Oh, no. But um, then you, <laughs> the brother. Broke. The brother. Right? The one that got... Uh, went to jail oh, for uh, shooting somebody. Yeah, right. one of the guys I grew up with worked a security jo- guard job with him the month before he shot that person. Really? Dang. Oh, yeah. Wow. Damn, that's wild. Oh, I don't yeah. think I that. Man. That six degrees of separation going right? on there. Yeah, North everybody. Carolina to California, man. It's a weird uh, path, <laughs> just like North Carolina and Florida. But but the point I'm making was, like, you can have a career. You can, you can have a career in music and never no one ever know who you are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that really I, shows that you're in it for the music and not for that. And if it were me, that's yeah. what I would want. Yeah, I would I, want that. I kind of think that's that's what I'm. I'm mainly going for. It's like I just want to gather all the people that care about what I do, and then just make stuff for them. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. you, I look at every show like like I want every show to do well. Obviously, 
<clears throat> no matter how many people show up, at some point during the night, every night, I'm I'm back there working, and I look out, and I'm like, this is a party. Like, every show mm-hmm. is a party. We're just throwing parties. We just happen to have some really good entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's kind of the vibe I wanted to be here. Like, and, you know, it's, and I mean, yes, it's a little bit of escapism, sure. uh, you know, mm-hmm. but don't we all need that? Yeah, people oh, yeah. need that, right? Yeah. People are desperately need it now. <laughs> that. I mean, you think about it, escapism is necessary because we're already thrown into some unnatural shit. Like, being in traffic is like, we're not wired for that. Exactly. (laughs) There's nothing preparing you from an evolutionary standpoint to sit in traffic. Well, yeah, I mean, we we can talk about that. We can talk about how technology keeps accelerating so fast that our the evolution of our DNA cannot keep up with oh, yeah. what's happening. <laughs> Already, we're, it's, yeah. it's past us. We're for still, sure. for the ma- majority of the planet, all right, I'm not speaking <laughs> specifically about Americans, sure. but the rest of the world, there are still people out there that are programmed genetically to survive in, like, just dire, dire straits. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there are people that are still running from lions. Sure. Like, oh, that's yeah. happening on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Sure. People are protecting themselves from being eaten yep. by a jungle animal. Oh, or the one, the one tribe that they've had limited human contact, and those who have come in contact with them, they're dead. They get don't them sick. Back. They get them yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're dead. They yeah, killed they don't them. Come yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's right. that one tribe. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. They, they have scientists that collect their poop, and then there's rich, like, white women in America are taking their poop and putting it in their bodies to like that be- makes me so happy because <laughs> i'm so glad that rich white women are eating shit that- not eating it but they're putting it in their bodies so it changes their gut health to be oh, strong yeah, it their gut health, right? okay so you know what i'm talking about so don't just sound i like thought that. he was right. going to go what they're putting i'm not i'm, just, I'm not making this shit up that's why i thought about the, the uh, coffee that cats shit oh that one i heard about that one <laughs> <laughs> that one but but the point i'm making is like like you said we're just not wired to 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 really deal with the world we're living in right now like things are happening so fast coming at us so fast and we're still like we're this is proof positive that that we're not ready because that tribal mindset has played itself out in real time on social media oh yeah right like like you know who who can forget you know 2016 on like 2016 to COVID, you watch people just just yeah. right into their little yeah. think tank group or their little uh, um, group think, you know, mm-hmm. groups. Yeah. Echo chambers. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's and that's that shows you that we're not ready as a as a species for so, what's happening right now. This right here reminds me of a conversation. My my best friend and I she has a theory. Okay. So you know how all everybody sees these UFO sightings? And she's like, No, we are the rejects from that alien race <laughs> they come in and check on us to see how we're doing still she's like we are we're the rejects we did not evolve and they just brought us all here that's i mean look it's a plausible theory it's like the it's island of misfit toys right exactly yeah, it or is australia or i mean australia. I, I happen like i happen to you know, i i do believe that the like something alien happened to build the pyramids either either it was alien <laughs> or we've been here before we got wiped out and started over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some oh, people yeah. say that we had advanced technology, and then that I, guy, I like, lost yeah, there's, I mean, I, there's I a bunch of different theories. I don't want to dig too possible. deep into it, but there's the Younger Dryas theory, you know, that, that, you know, we actually had an advanced civilization over 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Right. 
and you know that a lot of the ancient you know sites like the pyramids and, and some others there's the evidence just there's no way possible that conventional wisdom is correct about how these things exist yeah. i agree with that in i agree with that in the uh, south asian subcontinent india i i think cultural bias against people from that part of the world and their culture forces us causes us to ignore the fact that when you look at their cultural history it's clear that they have records going back 20,000 plus years yeah yeah I mean, Gobekli Temple is another example of how, like, th this was clearly built with technology that, that could not have possibly existed just 2,000 years ago. No. You've got, yeah. I mean, like, even Mayans, Aztecs, everything. It's like, really? But, so so who's right? Is your friend right? Are we, are we aliens? I don't or, know. Or did aliens I, do it? Or, or, did we, or have we been here before? I don't know. I it's love a great listening question. to theories, though. Yeah. It is fun to listen to theories. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, like, not oh, so I much like the ancient alien type shows, but, like, yeah. like real in-depth conversations about it you know it's it's fun to listen to because <laughs> she was like she what am i missing oh the crazy guy giorgio on h and oh, with the hair, yeah. the hair okay uh someone we know very well that doesn't live in charlotte anymore that is a my little pony uh person um, oh like a uh, what do they call is he a brony um she she, oh, she okay she is All a right. my little pony person but that was the her highlight uh before the pandemic she went to some convention She's in pony garb, but taking selfies with Giorgio from Ancient Aliens. Yeah, I thought she had and like was, a hotel party. That, yes, that was the ordinate like man of that But what pony was she dressed as? What? Um, the white and pink one. Which one is that? Oh, we're going old school, My Little Pony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not well, the newer already. My Little Pony. Yeah, she's already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about somebody who's already. Right. Sorry, I really like the new My Little Pony. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening. I'm, I want to, I'm willing to listen to like, like the Flat Earthers, like, Oh yeah, I'll listen I, to everybody. I love to listen sure. to it. Yeah, sure. like people are like real quick to do. Oh, what are you stupid? No, just fucking no, just listen. listen. Like be entertained. Just listen. <laughs> really, really, just, just by listen. just by listening, you're flexing your critical thinking right. abilities. Exactly. Just yeah. just hearing someone out. Avoiding yeah. avoiding things you don't like or agree with or want to hear. You can certainly have too much, but avo just avoiding it is, of course, part of our problem. Right? We are yeah. unwilling to feel any discomfort. It's that, and also, like, the human brain wants to conserve as much energy yep. as possible. Always. So it doesn't want to exert any more. Like, when you ride a bike, you don't think about balancing and pedaling and steering. You eventually, that all collapses into one, one thing. Yep. So when people were hitting you with stuff constantly, you're like, I'm only going to take some of this in. I'm not, I can't take it all in. Yeah, you I have mean, to consciously decide to. I'm really bad at, like, um, like repeating some of these. Like, I, like I'll, I'll listen to or watch something super interesting, and I'm really bad at recounting it. But I do like absorbing that information because it does, you know, depth of knowledge is important to me, mm -hmm. right? I want yep. to know more, as much about things as I possibly can. I might not be the best, you know, example of like how to explain it to somebody, but having that knowledge, it, to me, is valuable. And if it's, especially if it's something I don't know shit about yeah, or I don't sure. have enough information on, right. I want to know. Now, sometimes you get bored with stuff and you move on, but all of these theories that people like the flat mm -hmm. earthers mm -hmm. and... And all, all this stuff that, that, that people have been throwing around lately, you know, even some of the conspiracy theorists, people, it's just fun to listen to. Because like, oh, yeah. you also get a sense of who they are as a person. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, you're, like, a lot of times, this is someone's identity. Yeah. Like, th this mm. is... And, and, and so people you, go deep with that yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs> like, this person has clearly oh, devoted dude. so much time and resources to this one thing that this is super important yes. to them. And Which it, is and, why they can never... 
really talk to you about it. They can't have a back and forth no. because they've decided. It, they are one track mind. Now you call their identity into question. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Really, and, that's that's why people. That's how and why people vote and buy products. Like if you're a person, mm-hmm. if you were a kid and you had lived in a very chaotic, your upbringing was very chaotic. You're probably going to vote for somebody that brings law and order. Mm-hmm. Makes your mm-hmm. makes your right. fear of lack of control go away. Yep, sounds familiar. <laughs> I mean, we all technically have them. There's no escaping. Yeah, we all have biases, and uh, you know, we all have tendencies. And you know, look, you you can you can argue this two ways. You you could argue that this is the problem, or you can argue that this is what's great about being a human being. You know, I I want to make sure that by the time my life's over, I I want to know that I was kind to people. I want to know that I took the time to get you know to understand people. You know, I'm not a very religious person, right? And and I, I have a tendency to kind of balk. You know, at, at a lot of the you know religious stuff. No that gets, shit. Yeah. With the hat you're wearing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I also at the same time I do believe that there is a God. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure that any of the religions have it right. What that God is, right? I do believe that that, that spirituality is important, and I do believe that being uh, a religious person helps the majority of those people. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah. It's right. The saying. majority of the people that are into that. It's making their life better, and it's making them better people. But yeah. there's that small percentage. <laughs> that outshines the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and the same thing can be applied to conspiracy theorists, yes. to, you know, all these oh, different, yeah. you know, whatever the thing is that you're into, people can get religious about it. Sure. And, and it, for me, I just <laughs> want to understand people. I want to be empathetic. You know, I want to try to understand where someone's coming from and and. You know, when you get into these conversations with people, it's frustrating when you get into one and they can't explain themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a person that's just repeating something they heard. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have no depth of knowledge. You have no idea what you're talking about, and it's hard to take that person seriously right. anymore. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent my entire adult life in tech, and so you can imagine how many stupid user stories I have. Right. Oh, oh and yeah. I got time with you on that it's, one. Oh yeah. It's a, you know, at this point, 35 years worth. And so, um, I'm with you. What happens is when people have an external mechanism, mechanism, it absolves them of responsibility. They don't, they're not responsible for thinking. Yeah. So if you allow employees to burn it folks time with no filtering or control, they'll never figure anything out for yeah. themselves. They're, yeah. they're, it, it, their mouse stops working. They won't check the batteries. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll immediately pick my up the favorite, phone and call you. My favorite yeah. thing is, this is my brain. This is my whole life. Oh, yes. I'm like, I've looked at somebody like, you need to get a life. That's yes. sad, yeah. That's a sad statement to make. <laughs> and if you don't have your whole life backed up and it's all digital, that's not my but, problem. I mean, part of, that goes back, part of that goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the conversation about get, the, having the tools necessary to, to survive, you know, to navigate life, you know, and unfortunately it's not always their fault. You know, like sure. you, some people just grow up in an environment that's cold and distant. Some people mm-hmm. grow up in an environment where, you know, their parents can't get their shit together. Right. They spend their entire formidable years learning how to be chaotic. Yep. Yeah. You know, like how do you break that cycle? You know? And, yeah. Some people resort to violence first. That's like yeah. all they know. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the default. Right. 
Speaking of violence, let's talk about these sick rhymes you're going to be kicking uh, <laughs> on October 27th here at the Rooster. Let's 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 bring it home and talk about the show, man. Let's you know I, we're all excited about it. Um, we, we've already told you, bevillainous.com. Uh, it's just going to be a killer show. It's a Halloween party. Come dressed up. There's going to be a costume contest. Um, anything else you want to say? Are you forgetting anything? So we've got to come. Uh, <laughs> see, we've got to come up with something sick to do here for the Halloween party. So if you don't come, you'll miss it. Yes. Also, get on the list. That's like yes. the, the one thing I could say. Like, if you want to keep up with all my stuff, get on my list. So go to bevillainous.com or go to my Instagram and link in bio. And then you scroll down and it says, click here to join the squad and get on the list. So do that and you'll get Yeah, and stuff. he's not annoying about it either. Like, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get one every few weeks or so. Yeah, I yeah. get the text. <laughs> You know, I like, don't spam. Yeah, it's he doesn't content. spam you. It's always good content. I mean, he's, I mean, I everything I've watched and listened to, I've enjoyed. I love the live performances, and you can catch Be Villainous live here at the Rooster Friday, October twenty seventh, three yeah. MT Halloween party. Fellas, thank you so much for coming. Thank in you today. so much. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it as right. always. Peace and love. Peace.